This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Without a healthy mind, being happy can be hard. Visit BetterHelp.com allies to see if online therapy is for you. Welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'll be your moderator, Brandon Jones. Joining me this week, panelists Michael Damiani. How's it going? Michael Huber. Streets of Rage. My fully recovered back in his chair co-moderator, Daniel Bloodworth. Yep. And making it all happen in the control room, Isla Hank. The bouncer. <laughs> Speed of the bouncer, you changed your desktop. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Oh, someone else changed it. Probably oh. Windows updated. Windows updated. That's upsetting. <laughs> was that a major villain of the bouncer that was the PC desktop for a while, or was that just some random character? That it wasn't was a protagonist, a, It was surely. a main henchman. So okay, not yeah. the main big bad, but Got like it. one of the main. Definitely a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. There, there it is. Thank you. It's back. No one watching knows what the hell we're talking no, about. No, I can't. I, I need you to just go among the henchmen of the, the game, The Bouncer for PlayStation mm-hmm. 2, and make your guesses. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a bouncer we particularly enjoy. Yeah. A bouncer character. Distinguished guests, we're here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in video games this week. But before we do that, we must answer for all of the mistakes, two of them, we made in last week's podcast. Isla, begin corrections music, please. Boop. The 2DS came out after the 3DS. I was going to correct you on My this. My comparisons indicated otherwise. I wasn't at all talking about like the, the sequence of time. I wasn't going chronologically by date. I should have specified that. It doesn't matter anyway. I'll totally eat the correction. <laughs> but we were talking about where what the Switch is in relation to the OLED version in relation to the right. Switch Pro by looking at the DS to the last DS. The new Nintendo 3DS was the last 3DS. There, got, was, right? there was one point that, where That you... progression of quality of console... Caveman <laughs> timeline is what I was going it, by. It's not interesting chrono- though because like I did the same thing after that and like looking back through all the different iterations and it's like, okay, well the Game Boy eventually got the Game Boy Color, yeah, and the the DS eventually got the DSi and the 3DS eventually got the new 3DS. But the Game Boy Advance, it was like, they did the the SP and the Micro, but neither one of those were like any kind of generational upgrade. They were just screen improvements. It's, uh, t- so it's, yeah. it's tough to make, yeah, wild comparisons like that because obviously every every weird console is its own weird thing. Six versions of the 3DS. But somebody said, somebody said, I think you meant DS when you said 2DS. I meant 2DS, but I still you, goofed no, it at you, the same time. Yeah, at one point you were listing them and you said 2DS instead of DS. They were correct. I was going to correct you in real time, but Damn it. it wasn't worth it. Boddicker and Robocop 2 was Kurtwood Smith, whose name I could not remember. It did not look up. But he was the father on that 70s show, not Malcolm in the Middle. And I didn't hear Malcolm in the Middle until I was cutting the podcast. And I was like, oh, I would have. Weird, because I, I, I knew you were talking about Red also. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. We all pictured the right guy, but yeah. you said the wrong show, I guess. Because we all know who the dad on Malcolm in the Middle was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Michael Damiani. Yo. What is the Steam Deck? I almost said stream deck. I needed to check the word to make sure I didn't say the right. Do we end corrections music? Are we still playing? Oh, yeah, end corrections music, please. Boop. I was going to see how long he went. Way too excited to talk about this thing. See how long he went on it. All right. Pause for time code. <laughs> Damiani, what is the Steam Deck? It is Switch Pro. <laughs> Wait, so I can play Mario on this thing? <laughs> Maybe. Hey. Well, <laughs> not legally, but I can yeah, play, no, no, not legally. I can play a couple of PlayStation games, so I'm happy about that. But some PlayStation Studio stuff is now, you know, portable in a strange way. Uh, play your Steam games on the go in a portable handheld uh, 
Looks just like a Switch Game Gear sort of maybe. Doesn't have the detachable right. controllers though. That That's a big does thing. Create a cost difference for sure. Yeah. Um, three versions, and I think it's just the the storage that's different between the three. Correct. And the oh, there's a lot of fun details. Better, uh, glass. Better glass. Yeah. A premium anti-glare etched glass. Yeah. Ooh. Sounds like I'm buying a new car. That sounds like a. But yeah. We so, have the prices, the price differences. This is three hundred ninety nine dollars for your sixty four gigabyte model that comes with an embedded multimedia card, not an SSD, uh, and you get a carrying case with that. Uh, $529 gets you the 256 gigabyte model, which comes with uh, NVM Express SSD, faster storage. You get a profile bundle that could, that's basically with Steam, your Steam profile, get some stuff, plus everything that came before it. $649 has 512 gigabytes, the fastest storage, the premium anti glare etched glass, and a virtual <laughs> keyboard theme. Hmm. So 300 and else for the lowest, it. and then 400. 400 and 650 for the highest. Yeah. But, like, God. we're talking Steam games, so 64 gigs ain't going to get you nothing. Yeah. Ain't going to get you <laughs> yeah. nothing. Uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, I don't even think it's, like, 90 gigs. It does come with the SD card slot, though, <laughs> yeah. just like a Switch. Oh, Switch is micro SD. So this is a normal SD, or is it also micro SD? That's I wasn't sure either. I think it might be smaller, but I don't remember exactly. But you can use one or the other to expand your storage on that. But if you're getting one of the better SSDs, you're going to have to, like, transfer them back and forth to get that, that – the, the advantages. So it is micro? Yeah, Thank it is you, micro. Isla. Okay. But yeah, I, I don't think the speeds would be exactly the same. So if you want the better, you know, kind of like PS5 thing right now where you can store games on external storage on a hard drive, but, but you're you not getting that. Yeah. Back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's going to be like that. It's funny, on their website, they show Control, Doom Eternal, Hades, and Ghost Runner. Shout out to Ghost Runner. That's a nice get to be number four there. To just just right off the screen nice. uh, of the front page. But I wonder if, like, do, is that 64 gigs? Does that? <laughs> I wonder if just those four games. <laughs> what oh, model sure. are we looking at here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if that's something people are really, consumers are going to be aware of. If somebody's like, I want to get my, you know, child the Switch Pro. If people are like nicknaming it this, that, you know, I want to get them something. They've, I've heard them talk about Steam. The, they get the lower model and the kid's like, I can't. The market for this is, yeah, it, it's not even going to be for your kid because yeah. you, you can buy one per account through Steam. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it's going to be a little bit before you see this thing in a store. So who, yeah, so who is this for? If you didn't just answer that question 100%. Um, What's the market? I mean, and is it enough to support making a console? Microsoft isn't going to do this. They're talking like they're committed to this long term, you know, as kind of like a new you know, slice, you know, below like a regular gaming laptop. Um, and I think that the Switch kind of does prove that, you know, there is a market for people that want to just take the same games they're already playing on the go. Um, they're talking, you know, you can sync the cloud saves between them, of course, through your Steve, Steam profile. They're talking about maybe making it so that, like, sort of like Stadia, like a suspend feature can go from the handheld to the other without, like, closing the game. They're still working on the technicalities of that. Um, so... Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> no. Yeah, we, we went way past it. Control is 42 gigs, Doom Eternal is 50 gigs, and Ghost Runner is 22 gigs. It's not happening. No. Yeah. You want at One least at that mid-tier model. Yeah. yeah I think. Thank Especially, you for that, Isla. That's fantastic. <laughs> Especially with the, the type of storage it is. You want the faster storage anyway. Yeah. Right. But I imagine I, if, I mean, just the way I see myself using something like this, I would probably be one or two games that I would be very focused on. That I'm like, okay, I would definitely want to take this on the go. But have we found somebody, you're nodding, Damiani, is this interesting? Are you dropping? 
Yeah. Dropping cold hard cash. This on is this? a handheld I can play FTL on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> FTL's on a mobile? It's not on Switch. It's on uh, my iPhone doesn't support it. You need an iPad. It, yeah, yeah, iPad. Mm. I think that's right. And that's FTL more expensive. That's more iPad's more expensive than this. Does so. it have that is I the I just came short in my research of the touchscreen. I remember I was gonna look that up. Does it have a touchscreen? Touch it has touchscreen and go. the trackpads below the yeah. Yeah. trackpads, yeah. yeah. And it is entirely of fully functioning PC. So you can put a keyboard and mouse in there, like whatever you want to do with it. Uh, it will support third-party docs. It sounds like there's existing docs out there that it will work with. They are working on a dock. They haven't really shown like a full mm. version of what the pricing will be on their dock yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but they, they that will be sold have, separately. Shoot, am I gonna buy this thing? <laughs> it Damn is, it! It it does look neat. It's it's. I like how they packed in a lot into that compact space because they did realize like, okay, we're not gonna deal with detached controllers. Uh, we know seven inch is going to be you know the is the bar that we want to set, and then let's just try to make this thing you know it not does light kind of big. Light curious. your hands on fire or your your pants. You know, like I haven't he, seen the weight spec, but like I'm curious, like holding, yeah. like how heavy is it going to feel over the long term? Mm. That's pretty important. Because I think even if I knew the weight, I wouldn't be sure about you know how much of a difference that'll make over time. From the from the Steam website, the Steam Deck was built for extended play sessions. Whether you're using thumbsticks or trackpads. One point four seven pounds. Yeah, how much is that a could switch be a bit. Or, Let me check. Or switch light, especially. I would was say it, a regular switch probably. Was the was the intent to always announce this at this moment because it feels like perfect timing. I saw somebody tweet that they were talking about this like ten or twelve years ago. So that's like, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah, and shout out to Ars Technica who just told everybody about it. It was called Steam Pal, and then before that was called Neptune. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, uh, heard that from a lot of sources, but one, you know, very astute uh, coder just said, like, it's literally in the Steam code. They added this. There, something's coming to Steam that's called Neptune or Steam Pal mm -hmm. that they're making room for. Nintendo Switch weighs 0.88 pounds with the Joy-Cons attached. So that's double the weight. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, uh, not quite double, but yeah. Optimized for Neptune or Steam Pal was one tag that floated around, and so I wonder if we're going to see some games, you know, that Valve wants to get behind that they're like, hey, this is you know optimized for uh, Steam Deck, whatever that means. Oh yeah, it's uh, switches. This is slightly under double. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The uh, I think the other thing too is is the question of battery life because they're saying two to eight hours. Two but to the eight. eight hours was like the small indie games. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, fully three D. Yeah. The Eternal. <laughs> the guy at was like, you could play Portal Two forever for this. Thing. It was like, okay. <laughs> New Steam achievements. <laughs> Complete this in 90 minutes for your Steam Deck dies. Yeah. Which again, like, but if you're, yeah, like a 14 year old playing Minecraft, you can mm -hmm. just switch, you know, you can play on Switch anyway. But yeah. um, I just imagine, yeah, it definitely depends. Um, I think this is going to open up so many doors to franchises and games that people never really considered portable before that, like, hey, I'll take 30 minutes. Like, I'll do anything on the, you know, totally. the commute to work. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's something that will. Less likely have a lot of impact on the Switch. I don't think it'll probably, like, sales-wise make a difference at all. It could have more of an impact on just, like, shifting that, like, gaming laptop market. Like, I don't really need a laptop so much as I can just play everything on this. So. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, laptops are more more expensive, I feel yeah, like, Yeah, they're too. a lot more expensive yeah, than compared. this thing. Yeah, so I feel like this does kind of occupies a pretty pretty neat spot, you know? It's like a... Super Switch, really, but obviously the lack of Nintendo games. <laughs> but like you were saying, Blood, just not having to go all in on a laptop, just being able to get this. 
Just thing. imagine like a and the fact that it works basically as a laptop too. Right. Yeah. You know? But dude, when they put when they put Bloodborne uh, on there, Bloodborne on exactly. PC in November. Yes. Now yep. you have a handheld that plays Bloodborne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that might be game of the year in some weird yeah. way. We'll make it work. Yeah, it's gonna sell out as soon as that is announced. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing though with the way that they're selling this. Steam is being very anti-scalper with this, which is very very cool. How so? So you have to buy it through your Steam account through the Steam store. Um, it's only one per customer. When you reserve it, you have, you're reserving the specific model. So like, you know, when you put the five dollars down. Uh, this weekend, you, you put your what down? Five dollars. Five dollars. Five dollar pre-order. Old school. Are you serious? <laughs> Holy Old school. Crap. And you know, you put it on. You it's put it specifically 50. on which one of those three models you want. Uh, but here's the other fun thing with the Steam accounts: if you haven't bought anything prior to June 2021 on that Steam account. You can't pre-order this thing until a couple of days after everybody else. Whoa! I did not see that. <laughs> Wow. So you can't just go and make a bunch of Steam accounts and like yeah. order a bunch of these until yeah, yeah, yeah. other people have gotten in line. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, but then the other side of it is once they start rolling these things out in December, you're basically on a wait list. So it's not going to be just like thousands of these flooding in the market. It's right, going right. to be a slower rollout. Hmm. But unlike PS5s and Xboxes and graphics cards, you don't have to do that repeatedly. You put your $5 down yeah. now. I like you're this. on the list. You're in line. When it comes, it comes. like it. I haven't seen a lot of... Ra- I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I just did this. And uh, it also tells you when you're... Like, it, it, it opens a thing that says, reservations open at this time. Do you want to add that to your calendar? And it automatically yep. added it to my calendar. Put it on my Google calendar. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen a lot of rage about the $5 thing, but I have seen a lot of people reporting it being like, oh, that's strange. And a lot of their... Like, the frequently asked questions was like, we know, we know, that's odd, but this is... Why we did it, like specifically, I have a quote here, but I mean, it's just, you know, to sum up what you were saying, like we just want to, we want to make sure the people that are ordering this really want it, you yeah. know, need one and can use one for their account and they're done. You know? Yeah. And the first month it's fully refundable. And even after that, if you decide to cancel later, like it just goes into your Steam wallet. Like you get the money back one way or another. To ensure an orderly and fair ordering process for customers when Steam Deck inventory becomes available, the additional fee gives us a clear signal of intent to purchase. Which gives us better data to balance Purchase supply chain, inventory, intent. and regional distribution leading up to launch. Does anyone at Easy Allies have purchase intent right now? <laughs> like, we're obviously going to get one. We want to cover it. I'm, I'm extremely curious, because I will never forget Damiani. The, holding the Switch the first time was a magical moment. I, I hadn't done it until we like, took it out of packaging. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't go to like some show or something. And uh, I just remember being like, oh, thank goodness it's not just falling apart in my hands. Yeah. The Joy-Cons eventually fell apart, but just had a nice, sturdy feel to it. And it was like, nice, this thing is neat. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to like, ooh, those back buttons, those track pads. I'm excited to try curious, it out. I'm curious to try it out, but yeah, just the price, because unfortunately, Switch OLED <laughs> came first. Yeah. Um, also, I, I wanna, I'd, I'd rather play PC games on a PC. Um, there are a few games I'd like to take on the go, but there's a lot of cross between Switch and that, mm-hmm. and some of those hiring games that might be neat to see, but at the same time, it's like, I'd rather be playing Doom. <laughs> On a PC like with my Hunter, third, yeah, with my Monster Hunter Stories GPU. two yeah. on this thing. Very oh good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Would probably be a good like <laughs> a, a very specific comparison. But yeah, like, you know, I mean, a lot better. On that. Yeah, yeah better, Digital Foundry's yeah. gonna have a. Field but it's also still thing. not as yeah. good as like yeah. your PC. Of course, of course. But of course. yeah, I mean, yeah, if we get one, 
I'll try it out, but yeah, I'm probably not getting it. Yeah, I think that's the thing, too. Like, my knee-jerk reaction is like, well, crap, I'm buying this thing. Uh, Because, you know, just... And it's partly because uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation 5 are so big. Like, I don't know... I'm nervous about putting those in a backpack and taking them with me to another state on an airplane. And then, you know, and also take them out of the thing and putting it into the scanners and all of that. So it was like, oh... This thing will let me bring PC games with me. That's a plus. Mm. Um, but I've cooled a little bit since this morning to where, yeah, kind of like Damiani is saying, like, I'll at least see one in person first, mm. play with it for a bit, you know, kind of put it through its paces, and then it, if I want one, then still maybe I will. Because outside of, you know, going on vacation, I don't have a lot of, you know, times where I think I would really use it. I would probably just keep playing my PC at home. Hubert, I keep thinking about it like a new car, which I didn't think about for the PS5 or the Series X because it's like I really want those games to perform well. Like it's this thing's just going to sit. Both of them are sit behind my television. I never even see them while I'm like actually gaming. Yeah. Whereas I was not sold on this right away. I was like, oh, thank goodness, 400 bucks. Okay, I don't have to like spend that. Then I saw it. I'm just like, ooh, look at that. Nice. You know, and like on the website, Kervin is doing the 360 yeah. spin. It's like, <laughs> nice. Um, so it just seems ready to go. You know, they're 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 coming out and mm, yeah, when that thing spins, so <laughs> that R one R two is clean. Mm. Uh, but who really knows? Clean. Who knows until we see how heavy it is, how hot it is, how how, how good is how good that point. screen looks, how much you need that premium anti glare etched glass. Not a fan of the the analog stick and face button layout though. Because they have to make room for the pads below, I just realized mm-hmm. like I don't like it's, it at all. Really hot, IGN yeah. said the same thing, Your but palms all when over they got thing. their hands on it, it was it was actually I mean, a lot better than they expected. It probably works. I just like same thing with the Dual Sense. Like I, I like Sony's controllers. I've enjoyed them, but I always have preferred sw- Nintendo slash Xbox's uh, positioning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'm a- I will troll this with the play date. Well, that's, I mean, over to you, Isla. Are you going to, are you waiting for Bloodborne to hit this thing? Or what would bring you to the the Steam deck? I cut to you. Uh, well, you were talking, so never mind. Uh, I, uh, if I don't buy this thing, Ben will. So, <laughs> one, of, one, or, one Ben or will probably get it either way. Ben's going to get it either yeah. way. I, I, I put my chips down to reserve tomorrow the middle one. Because, I don't know. But I'll, maybe I'll cancel it. I think it'll depend on reviews and if I just have the money at the time that it wants me to pay for it. I don't know. Seems fun. I don't love sitting at my computer. Like if I'm not if I'm not working, I don't want to be in front of that damn thing. So this could be nice. Uh, that's why I play so many console games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't want to be. This would be like a console. Yeah. So it'd be good. That's true. You could just <laughs> set it up like the Switch in your living room. In the TV, yeah, yeah. with the dock. This could be this could it's be great. Really legit. The 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 one concern that I have though is like I guess I guess it's not as pronounced as it used to be, but like it used to be like if your PC was like 2 or 3 years old, you're just like woof. Like you can't True. play anything. Mm-hmm. So like how frequently are you going to have to upgrade this mm-hmm. thing? And like the problem with this is like it doesn't seem like there are any par- swappable parts that no, I'm aware of. So it's like 500 bucks every 
you know, if you really want to stay on top of it every three years, it's like, that's kind of nuts. But that's where my mindset is. Like, this is progress. Like, I'm playing this to get progress in Final Fantasy XIV, not to, like, enjoy Final Fantasy XIV. You know, like, I'm going to wait to do that back at home. Like, I'm doing this to check out the DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but the main campaign, no way. You know, like... Well, and (laughs) the entire Steam catalog up to this point, which is Infinite Games. So it's like, all of those games... Not to mention a short hike or whatever. You know, it's like, I can probably just have a ton of little awesome indie darlings Mm -hmm. on this. Or, mm-hmm. or like when Next Fest happens, you know, I'm sure they're gonna have a ton of you know things that just like download it right away. On Steam. Well, I also think too, if you use this, you know, use less of the PC functionality of it. You know, it is running Steam OS instead of Windows, even though you could blast it and put Windows on there if you want to. Blast it. Um, but you know, it might hold up a little bit longer just because of that. If you keep keep it to a clean Steam OS rather than doing other True, stuff with point. it. Good point. Good point. Um, what is that like when you start to like install another browser on Windows and they're just like, why are you doing that, Dave? And they're like, just please, <laughs> Chrome on this, leave me alone. Uh, but it's December, if they get lucky. And same thing with Nintendo for the OLED model. Do you, do you think both of these, Damiani, are going to have the same you know, problems getting this to market and actually getting this in people's hands? Do you think one has a better shot of selling as many as they want? No, not in terms of interest. I literally just manufacturing, like getting these things made and getting. Oh, them Nintendo's making I, way more of these. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. I think, not yeah, probably what you talked about on the last podcast. Whatever you said on that one about why they went with a Switch OLED instead of a Switch Pro, it means that they're manufacturing a lot of these. And while today we're recording this morning, the pre-orders for Switch OLED went live. The neon version seemed to be up for decent amount of time like several minutes at least on every single site it was available the white version was the one that was selling out really quickly so i feel like they'd have a significant amount i'd be more worried about this because as you said earlier you could be on a list and it's not like thousands rolling out at once or whatever it's Mm -hmm. like first come first serve whereas nintendo's like this is the worldwide launch. It's right. coming out on October 8th everywhere. It's Them saying December is kind of says to yeah. me 2022 is going to be the year that you'll get a Steam Deck at some point. Yeah. But do you see potentially, because we also said last week, and it's just like, it just works with Nintendo because their stuff is, you know, their hardware is so popular that, you know, they are going to probably have shortages. I wonder if by December, people who are still trying to acquire, you know, the old fashioned way, actually like going to a store and seeing it, or like maybe their shortages are then driven to a Steam Deck? Probably not. Okay. Because you still have Switch White, Switch Lite, and Switch OG. Right. They have three models of Switch. It's going to be easy to get a Switch until maybe November. I mean, maybe the holiday rush changes things, but up through October, I don't think it'll be that. Nothing like getting a PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, or probably getting this in mm-hmm. a timely fashion. I think your best bet is to get a like a Switch. I think it's the easiest thing to get right now. Switch this holiday? Money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Money. Hubert, Gabe Newell, and Phil Spencer, both smart gentlemen, right? They know what's up. Uh, Phil's not going the, the handheld route, at least that we know. At least that they've announced at Microsoft seems... Unlikely. Oh, they are. They're just um, not making the hardware. Right. <laughs> a very succinct way of saying that they just basically want to bring Game Pass to a bunch of things you already own. Is that the better play? Are they both, who knows, risky? Doing, we'll see in a year or two or keep what? Keep doing what you're doing, Microsoft. You're on a good path right now. You got public opinion up. Sales are good. Everything's good. Yeah. They've just... been putting They've been putting uh, Xbox PC games on Steam. Yeah. Yeah, so you yeah. basically yeah. have access exactly. to that stuff. Right. So they don't need a, an Xbox Series P no, for portable? No. No? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's necessary. But Steam, you're, are you excited to see Steam take a shot at this? 
Absolutely, yeah. Put, uh, you know, put Nintendo maybe a little, make him a little nervous, you know? Even I don't they even know about this. I don't they even care. But still, it's good. Uh, and it, it, I like where this fits. I think it fits a very specific corner of the market, you know? So I, I, I think this is cool. Do you think the average consumer will be very cozy with this console, or do you think it's going to be scrutinized a lot for performance and the various models in between each other, or are people just going to be like, woo I mean, the average person probably isn't going to be scrutinizing mm. that much, yeah. but I mean, it'll a- absolutely be compared to, as you said, gaming laptops, mm-hmm. but worth yep. to see, like, especially low-end gaming laptops, who would be like, if you can get like a you know, a thousand dollar laptop versus this, which is like the high end model 650. And it's like, what's the performance dif- difference? You know, some people might like the other thing is the form factor. This is only uh, what it is a game, like a handheld gaming device. It has all the PC functionality and maybe it can dock, but when you're on the go, it's just like, that's what you have versus like, I have a, like, you know, a traditional keyboard right. or like a surface or, or tablet, whatever you're going to be using. Uh, I think that might be something the average person thinks about. Like, oh, that looks like a gaming device. I'd rather just go with a laptop. Like when they're being mm. the sales pitch at the store, they're just like, mm. or online when they're comparing, it's like, mm, I'm, like, I think a lot of people are familiar with laptops more. So yeah. they do. I think that might be something that comes into play. But I, I don't think that's who this is aimed at, though. I think this is definitely aimed at people who already are Very PC specific. gamers who are just looking for a portable PC gaming experience that's also like that is like a gaming console as right. well and and the that's the thing is like the switch this <laughs> is such a bullseye for a very specific yeah, type of consumer exactly. that is just going to buy everyone that's available and so yeah. like I think it's going to work out really well for Steam it's yeah. just interesting manufacturing like you it interesting to me that a model for manufacturing is like well there's a very small group of percentage of people who will buy it and then we're done you know it's like where you know what, what's the next push going to be we're like okay now well, we want to try if nintendo's at the point where they're like it's time for your second switch you know it's like what what steam's you know two three four five year yeah, plan yeah. on just well, getting a huge audience that is interesting because you know uh with ign gabe was talking about like being very uh, strong about hitting that $400 price point and yeah. like, making it attractive to consumers who may not usually go in for such a niche product uh, and talking about something that they want to support in, in like a long-term strategy. So, yeah, it really is going to be curious to see how this progresses and if we see it in stores. Because, like, I don't, did we ever see Steam controllers so no, I've like never Best seen one Buy in a while. or anything no, like yeah. that. Like, so that. I think that's part of it is yeah. to see whether they get beyond their own marketplace and this gets like a broader, mm-hmm. broader adoption. Who at the table has played Lost Judgment or played Judgment? Sorry, Lost Judgment is coming out in September. The first I Judgment. Finished it. You finished it, of course. Isla, did you play Judgment? No. Cool. Did you play Judgment? I have not. Nope. All right. You and I can cover this. <laughs> I did not play Judgment. Uh, Takuya Kimura, who's had was a, a performance you enjoyed from the first Judgment, and oh, looking absolutely. at Lost Judgment, you think will carry on. Blade of the Immortal, also good movie starring oh, okay. him. Check it out. That's He's a, a sick actor. movie. I've seen that. That's good stuff. Sick movie. Right, pretty big star. Yeah. Uh, in Japan, uh, Damian, do you know what he did before? Uh, he he made it big in movies. I'm it was one of his first claims to fame. I'm not sure. I just know he's huge. He is huge. Big mm. draw. Uh, he used to be in a boy band. Oh, um, okay. It's called SMAP. S-M-A-P. Got it. It Snap. lasted for three years. 
They lasted for three years. They broke up because one of them left uh, Johnny's, which is the talent agency that he works for. The second member of the band uh, left Johnny's as well. He's the last person at Johnny's. I specifically bring up Johnny's in relation to judgment because potentially Johnny's could be shutting down this gaming franchise. What? There might not be a judgment three because of Johnny's. Johnny. And we have to talk about that what the on Easy Alex podcast because it's fascinating. Uh, it brings into question all sorts of things concerning of like how you know how much do you pay actors? Mm-hmm. What do we do with celebrities in this digital medium? Uh, the era of deep fakes and all of that. Um, but just the backstory is too good. I'll get through it as quick as I can. Johnny's is traditionally very scared of not only PCs but just the world. They don't let a lot of their <laughs> talent. The world. They don't let a lot of their talent do social media anything. Oh. And uh, Kamura is actually great because he's like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, like, here's my wife, here's my kids, I don't care. And they're like, okay. And they just kind of play along. Um, and when, uh, and again, they're no, they, they don't lock on this down 100%, but like at conventions, they are be very private about uh, photographs that are taken. They won't let those be published um, if they're like at a con and a panel or something. Um, and so it hasn't been officially said. And again, Sega's very tight lipped on this. They're like, they're like, judgment's just not coming to PC. Uh, so, People basically have to speculate, but the writing is kind of on the wall that they're like, we don't want people on PC in a modding community to be able to do something to his likeness, take his likeness, use it for other, you know, other purposes. Um, so it basically raises in a question, and Sega's considering the PC platform extremely important for the future of Judgment. So like, well, we're not going to continue with this franchise if we can't sell the next one or the, the third one on PC. So how is it in this era that a talent agency is shutting down an offshoot of a very successful Japanese gaming franchise, Michael Damiani? How'd we get here? <laughs> I mean, Seriously. I think it's because it, he just pulls in so much of the sales. Uh, I forget where we talked about this recently, but someone pulled the sales data from Judgment and from different regions of the world and in Southeast Asia. He's responsible for like the polls, like 40 or sorry, 40 percent of the sales come from that region. And he's been cited as one of the biggest reasons why it sells over in those markets. So if a, over a third to 40% of sales are coming from one area and it, they're citing him as the reason, you lose that 40% sales. That's mm-hmm. a huge hit, not to mention the rest of the world who's buying it because of him. Um, I think they just see that they have a, they have the bargaining power and you know, it's they're just sticking to what they've been doing. Not saying it, I like what they're doing, but it's, just what they're doing to protect their brand and IP. And so I guess the ball is now in Sega's court. It's like they could cancel the series. They could try and go with a different actor, but potentially lose those sales. It's kind of a, it's kind of a mess. And it's like all because they don't want people to mod PC versions of games. It's like, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised it's them. I thought it would have been like Atlas or something, but Atlas has been like, Hey, PC games. Cool. Mm -hmm. Let's go. But, uh, Dude, this is this is strange to me. Especially because he's not the first like famous person to be in a video yeah. game. You know, this has happened. Well, in so... particular, all of the Yakuza series is full Ex- of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So constant cameos. Yeah, it, like beat Takeshi in six. Yeah, it's just it's so weird. All those wrestlers. Yeah, it's um, you'd think the contracts would be written up to to deal with all this, right? Like, wouldn't this have already been? In the contract, written by the time Lost Judgment is is supposed to come out. I mean, I, yeah, I wonder if this because again, this this is all just speculation right now. There's just no PC port, so it's like I wonder if like that this dispute has been happening for a while because like Got when they it. first They've been you know to they get tried it. it on Judgment didn't happen, and so they're trying okay. it again you know with this, and yeah. uh, it's just uh, they're they're finally hitting a barrier that's 
that's you know the that news is making the rounds and people are starting to talk about it. They're console um, fanboys. That's all it is. But at the same, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Kimura is a, a gamer. He loves playing video games and he loved he loved the character. He thought it was just really fascinating. It's one of his favorite roles. And so, so I wonder if he. You know, I think it does take a big property, a big star, you know, to kind of break a company, you know, in terms of like the, you know, beliefs that they might be holding and um, maybe affecting their total sales. I just don't know if it's, if this is a moment or if this is, you know, that important of a franchise, but they were just, you know, Yakuza in general and just this whole world is just kicking so much ass. It's like, oh, what a dumb thing Mm -hmm. uh, to get stuck on. Especially because Steam is so, yeah, such a big part of that, just PC sales for that franchise. Um, is the, can I put this? Uh, Isla, I want you to weigh in on this well because it's very dystopian. Like, just, can I put? Can I log this into the the timeline of performers <laughs> basically losing the whole sense of identity? You know, just this idea of like it's not really his performance that's a question here. It's literally just his the render he gave to Sega. You know, so it's like who who does who do they take to court? You know, what? Uh, it's interesting. Any who any owns, any thoughts there? Who owns? A person's face. Exactly. <laughs> Who owns a face? Also, brief update on the previous story. Uh, I asked my friend because he like just purchased like a Chinese computer version of the Steam Deck like two weeks ago, uh, and I asked him how much it was. It was twelve hundred dollars, which is on par for a gaming laptop. And he speculates that Steam is going to be Valve is going to be selling the Steam Deck at a loss because they can afford to. Because like mm. you're gonna buy everything on Steam through it, right? So that's what Microsoft actually, said about the Series X, right? Right. Like, they, they might be a better spec that. than they the price might suggest. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, no one owns their own face anymore. Facebook owns your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's sad that this is like hanging over this now going into two. I guess it's just like yo, just enjoy, enjoy this game even more now yeah. because it right could potentially be the last time we. Well, see and this what's character. annoying about that is the fact that. At this stage, it's not written to be the end. Mm-hmm. So it, right. it could mm-hmm. end in some awkward way. Yeah. Oh, totally. No, yeah. man. Full dark man yeah. mode, man. Oh, no. He's all bandaged. Yep. And like, you know, how, okay, we can't get the full <laughs> face and body. How much for his, the top of his left cheek? Okay, <laughs> just to show maybe an eyeball. And that's all you see. Two face style. Yeah. It's so crazy because they just made a big deal about the change of direction in Yakuza and, and Judgment yeah. mm-hmm. series and like this whole thing about simultaneous world releases. Mm-hmm. It's a big mm-hmm. deal for us. And now Huge. bam, it was like about that judgment series. It's like, what are you gonna do? Even now? even like more kind of important to the franchise at this moment, too, because seven and the future, the main line is is turn-based. Right. So this is going back to that classic, you know beat em up style that the franchise has done for so long, so it's like, just, yeah, I think it just makes this release even more important for, for the franchise. So it's just his likeness, not his voice? Like, they could, they, I know you're joking, but, like, they could make him get in a car accident and just look completely different in Judge, Judgment 3? If all of the speculation is to be believed. Again, all Sega has officially said is this game is not coming to PC, and everybody's like, well, we know why, you know, but we don't really know why. It's just and remember, very interesting they're stonewalling specifically on this console. Was it Zero when they replaced the actor that got into, like, the drug problems? Oh, right. Oh. So this franchise yeah, is already like, I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, right. they fully replaced. Oh, dude, Game of Thrones went through yeah. like ten different actors for some characters. Like, dudes completely changed heights, haircuts, and outfits, and stuff. Yeah, it's like it's remarkable. Yeah. Back to the Future, man, we changed Jennifer's. It's like it's it's pretty yeah. impressive that they April managed O'Neil, dude, eight games on two. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it. Yeah, it's 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 coming to games, but it's just inter- It's yeah. interesting that you know a war, and I would. 
you know, I would feel totally different about the story if it was him that was really coming out and being like, hey, you know what? I'm not comfortable with PC games or, hey, you know, I've seen this happen adversely to people I know or people in different countries, but it's really just this weird company. And so I wonder if... Uh, I wonder if they'll they'll break them. Uh, also, shout out to Nikon Taishu, which is a segment of the Japan Times, which initially reported this. Uh, okay. And again, 100% all speculation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shout out to Greg Cadman on Patreon, one of our patrons at our five and up level, who asked about it, wanted nice. us to talk about it. And I was Heck like, yeah. already talking about it. Please don't replace him. Let it keep going. <laughs> Netflix is going to make some video games. Netflix video games. <laughs> All right, I'm going to spend no more than five minutes on this. I want to get a bigger reaction out of Damiani. I have a good, like, wish for this. For Netflix video games. So Infinite Darkness just came out, and it's swimming at best, you know. It's just fine. I really like the Mad Dogs. No spoilers. But I imagine, like, if they could get that, like, visual style... Uh With maybe, like, a light gun style game or even, like, Bandersnatch, like, choose-your-own-adventure style. Mm-hmm. So it's these really, really high production values, like, good-looking, crazy animation. Uh, but you just have a little input. You have a little interactivity. <laughs> like, Leon goes down a corridor, and you're like, do I take the herb or do I take the, yeah. the shotgun shells? Can zombies grab you on the stairs you or know? not? Yeah. yeah. So it's like a choose-your-own-adventure style, but, like, maybe huh. add in some light so gun So, like, like that, the, the plumber game. At limited run. Oh, plumbers don't wear ties. Yeah, of course. And I guess there was an unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt episode that like kicked a lot of this stuff off, oh, okay. where they had some interactive thing that uh, don't watch the show, miss that. But shout out. I get what you mean, Huber. But yeah. I just want to say, like, Infinite Darkness looked worse than yeah. Village, and looked worse than Village in totally. game. Looks worse. <laughs> looks worse in a lot of ways. But I was like, like, this render it in RE Engine for it, crying out loud. What it, is this? Totally that show totally. bangs his head against the Uncanny Valley like totally. on several oh, occasions. Just it's totally. like, welcome back to the. 2000s. I know. Like, I what know. What happened here? I know. Uh, but still, if yeah. I could interact with it in some way, I think it'd be pretty cool. Sure. Maybe, yeah. If they're gonna do that, then so be it. Explore all that because, as you said, like Bandersnatch, it's like interesting experiment, and they could probably build upon that. But in terms of like gaming, I I don't know. We already have Google Stadia, we already have Amazon, and we have Luna and their streaming services, and. I yeah, don't well, see Netflix doing Oh, yeah, but the, I got to tell you about a new name. We, we showed up on that Google Stadia day, and we were just like, what are they going to call this dumb thing? You know Netflix. You have Netflix. It's already there. You're t- if, you, if you're like, oh, what am I going to do with my Netflix evening? And all of a sudden, watch. a video game scrolls by in front of you on Netflix? No. The gaming, t- you just add another tab. And you're TV like, shows, whoa. N- movies, yeah. games. Browser-based games, not yeah. a weird thing. And you think like, that's going to be part of your normal subscription? Um, no, not a chance. Well. You're going to have to pay separately. Actually, that could be funny, though. If, if, if really, like, we're getting, because this uh, Mike Verdu, right? Yeah. He was in charge. He was doing stuff with Oculus VR, and then he was at uh, at EA. He was overseeing the mobile game studios with uh, SimCity and, and PBZ2. And has now been hired. Has now been hired. But to me, it almost makes it sound like it kind of what what Damiani was was pointing my head to is just like it's just like the games on the back of the seat in an airplane. Ooh, that's a great. That's why I just want choose it your could own adventure be almost stuff. Almost nothing, you know. It's like. That's like... like... I like I solitaire. Dude, like, yeah, dude. <laughs> you just the go idea. to you dis- you... Are you dissing hearts, Bloodworth? <laughs> the idea of Bandersnatch hey, was <laughs> so good. Like Bandersnatch was okay in the end, it was whatever, but like the idea and the 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 hope right. for me is there. Like, especially if you had 
like I'm speaking for Resident Evil here, or, or even Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed, if you had a game company okay. actually make it, mm. you know, versus I mean, I think, I think Black that, Mirror people. I think that uh, for grown-ups, FMV games are, are have a lot of potential, but mm-hmm. I think Blood might might have inadvertently been on the money because I think I imagine they would start rolling this out for kids. And like they have already, aren't pretty, there so many of these? There's a like? lot of really, and and when yeah. we pitched them years ago, they were all about interactivity yeah. for seedlings and stuff. And it was just like they've been doing it for kids for a long time. So I think that they would start there, kinda. Well, and they did have Minecraft Story Mode, uh, right. Make a version for Netflix too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I oh. could get excited for this. Here we go. Here if we they go. Put, that didn't take long. If they yeah. put FTL on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What are you playing it with though? Yeah. What are you what are, what are you playing a Netflix video so game? I can on? play on my phone. I mean, yeah, if it's on <laughs> if you phone. if you access it with your your uh, you PlayStation touch, touch or Xbox screen. or PC, you mm. could use, you know, any one of those devices. Mm. Mm. I'm Snatch used the PlayStation controller if I remember correctly. When did I did it, it? Really? That just used your remote too if you're yeah. watching on Yeah, I think that's the thing. It has to be like very it was a while ago. Well, very latency <laughs> tolerant <laughs> <laughs> type of games. And you liked the Stranger Things game. You pl- both played that. Or Stranger Things surprised the video but game. Yeah. But that's not what this is. Produced it's by no, but it was produced by Netflix. 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 Let's oh, put that okay. Okay. Netflix clear. Netflix put up money. You know, love all that they have game. confirmed yeah. is that Mike love Purdue that will lead a new game development department. So if that's what we know, so and they want to add games quote in the next year. Because yeah, they have a timeline possibly making their own games, like based on their properties, like that has maybe a little bit more potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, uh, as you said, like the Stranger Things game, a was spinoff. Fun. You yeah. could do some spinoff. Okay, FMB here you go. Fear type Street thing. game, Huber. Yes, <laughs> perfect, <laughs> dude. So perfect. Shinji Mikami coming yeah. in. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where I have high hopes for it but also no expectations and it's i won't even think about this until there's something cool you know what i mean Mm. so really there's no problem with it um you start getting into like prices and if that affects you know subscribers that want nothing to do with this hopefully it's just an add-on like 4k is and stuff um but i don't know optimistic weirdly (laughs) the one thing i am seeing people talk about and i'm sure this has very little to do with it but it's still funny to consider is that a lot of people compare netflix not to like disney plus or like hulu or anything but to like Fortnite. they're like that's really who's beating you like that's really (laughs) roblox is really like your biggest enemy and so like i i don't know if like the netflix execs at like some meetings would be like oh games that's cute we do that too you know like i don't (laughs) i don't know if that's you think that's a power play, Damiani? You think they're going to be like, we're in the game space. TV shows, movies, we, we do it all. Are we going to be I awarding mean, a Netflix game? Just like just like how the Oscars freaked out about Netflix winning Academy Awards. Is Jeff Keighley uh, going to freak out I think they're just Netflix tr- moves in? I think this is part of their plan to diversify because they got to keep expanding. And with more and more traditional video streaming services popping up, everyone's right. moving their own thing. And everyone's taking their catalog back to their own platforms. Back to formula. They've had original. They've had yeah. Back orig- to formula. <laughs> Back to formula. You're out. No. <laughs> uh, they're, they're originals. They, they've been relying on those so heavily, but I mean, I think they can only make so many as much as they make at a time. So it's like, what else do we add? Mm, maybe games. You know, yeah. streaming games. It's coming. You know, more people are doing this. Maybe we start exploring that. Tell me, honey. 
a Fear Street Choose Your Own Adventure <laughs> is actually <laughs> perfect. It's actually perfect. Oh, I mean, it makes you wonder if like they didn't, oh, they oh, talked oh, about it, but it just didn't wasn't the right time, and maybe in the future because they, yeah, they're they're experimenting with a lot of various Dude. You know, weird formats, and some of them really stick. All the Are You Afraid of the Darks come. Dude, <laughs> yes. But like also Dota, Castlevania, Magic the Gathering, Sonic, League of Legends, Witcher, like they, something happened, something, and it, I, in a weird dorky way, I'm like proud of video games, like a friend, you know, that like, yeah. you know, Isla, you have lots of friends in entertainment, you know, it's just like somebody books a big job, and you're like, yeah, go video <laughs> games, you know, this this media company that could have done all sorts of various things in different directions just got bit and by, by gaming, totally. and they are fired up. And now... A word from our sponsors. Michael Huber's here, and I'm here to talk about ExpressVPN. You've been saved on several occasions. Heck yeah. Watching Netflix without using ExpressVPN is like paying for gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. (laughs) ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have almost 100 different server locations, so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. This works with many other streaming services too, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and more. Blazing fast speeds, stream in HD with zero buffering, compatible with all your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. It also encrypts your data, which we've talked about before. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com allies. Don't forget to use our link, expressvpn.com allies, to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Boom. You know, I'll be sitting there uh, on my toilet. And um, it's uh, it's very warm in uh, California right now, Southern California. We're feeling the heat, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking about you know at the end of the whole process, as you do, you just you're looking at the light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm like, oh hey, I got a bidet attached to my toilet. I'm gonna get a nice little frosty, icy you know surprise at the end of this, <laughs> at the end of this, and this is gonna be fantastic on a hot day like this. And then I think to myself, because I immediately go straight from pleasure to business, and I think, I bet. I'm gonna get ad copy coming to me from Hellotushi about the summer and about what a joyous experience this is. Summer's here and the living ain't easy if you've got swamp ass. How will you stay on top of your sweaty bottom? Try a refreshing spray from a Hellotushi bidet. I did so today. Keep your sweaty crack clean all summer long with the brand new Hellotushi 3.0 modern bidet attachment. It's a stylish, eco-friendly, refreshing little shower for your ass. Hellotushi 3.0 cleans soggy butts like a champ, but it doesn't stop there. It cleans itself with the Smart Spray Trademark Automatic Self-Cleaning Nozzle. No one wants to work up sweat in 100 degree heat. That's why the Hello Tushy bidet attaches to your existing toilet with no electricity or extra plumbing needed. Also, Hello Tushy cuts toilet paper use by 80%, so it'll pay for itself in a few months. Plus, Hello Tushy's got your ass covered with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Already got a Hello Tushy on the pot? Treat your ass with the new 3.0 model. If you're new to the revolution, join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Defeat swamp ass. Go to hellotushy.com slash easyallies to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners at hellotushy.com slash easyallies. All one word for 10% off. hellotushy.com slash easyallies. Life is full of stressors. Doesn't matter who you are or what you have, your life is probably stressful. You may not be feeling down, out, and depressed, but 
like you're, or like you're at a total loss. But if your stress is high, your temper is shorter than usual, or even if you start to feel strain in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. I try to be as calm as possible doing these reads, but even just reading the word stress is like, <clears throat> my body's like, stress? I'm like, no, I'm just doing an ad read, thank you. Unless the stress, unload the stress, get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased about your life, someone who isn't going to judge you or take sides on anything. When there are things you can't tell anyone or feel like you can't unload to a family and friends, you need to, uh, and you need to unload it. And that's what therapy can be. Uh, one interesting thing I learned about therapy is that like, uh, you know, some, something would come up with Amanda and it would be like, oh, well, we should like talk with Amanda. And the therapist is like, I don't do that because I don't want to then talk to her and get into like a back and forth. They're like, I am, you know, I'm your therapist. I'm focused on you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. Uh, I've done all of that stuff with my personal therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unlock the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Easy Allies listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com allies. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash allies. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. And now, not to startle you, it's been a while it's since Bloodworth has brought... I, well, before we get into the game that you're bringing to this podcast, Blood, yeah. that you want us to hear about, what happens... How does a game float to the surface like this? What happens... What does a game have to do to jump out in front of your eyeballs for you to be like, gosh darn it, I want the listeners of the Easy Allies podcast to know about that game. <laughs> uh, well, A, kind of like you're saying, is like realizing like, oh, it's been a while since I've done something like this. And so then I think about it. Uh, and then the other thing is just... I don't know. You just sometimes you see a game that's visually interesting, and you're like, "Hey, yeah, I would like to check that out." So you know, send it over to me or whatever. But check uh, it out. So yeah. So have you heard about Inglet? Inglet. Y n g l e t is how you spell that. Uh, and uh, I played through this yesterday. It's under two hours. Uh, it's five bucks. So there's that too, which I didn't. Right. I, I it was like the last thing after I got down to my end. I was like, oh yeah, how much does this cost? And like go to Steam. Like, oh, it's only five bucks. Cool. Nice. Um, it's from um, Swedish uh, developer uh, Nicholas Niflas Nigrin, uh, Affordable Space Adventures, which I think was on the Switch or the Wii U. Anyways, oh, I've that, heard that, that does I've heard of that game. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that game. Yeah, uh, and uh, also was support from Triple Topping, who did uh, Welcome to Elk. And oh, right. so the, the thing that kind of stuck out to me is my impression of this game when I saw a trailer is it felt like a combination of like flow and pixel junk Eden. Uh, and so you're looking at like this creature that looks like a little thing from flow. Or you could also say it looks kind of like a like a fishing lure with like a big long stream coming out the back of it. Um, but then the it's a platformer. Uh, but you essentially like swim through the platforms. Nice. So you have like these boxes that you swim through and then if you're outside of a box, then gravity takes hold. And uh, they have a really interesting checkpoint system so that basically you can checkpoint anytime that you're inside of a box just by like letting go of the controls and then they'll like trace a line around it. And the whole game kind of looks like you're playing on uh, like a dry erase board. It's like you've got just like kind of a blank background and everything looks like it's kind of made out of different color of markers and things. Nice. Uh, but as you swim through and you go to all these different spots, like everything is kind of reactive. The music reacts to where you're going. 
Uh, you'll like hit areas and all this color will bloom up from behind you. Because that's like flow. Like the last two sentences, that's like seems directly. Not know, so much though, because because like flow, you really don't have that platforming sense. You don't have that sense of like oh, right. jumping yeah. from thing sure. to thing. Uh, and then after a couple of levels, you get this dash. And what's interesting is the dash has like kind of a cursor, like a pointer, kind of like a compass thing. Um, but it's like it's not just for like you as a player as a UI element. It's actually an interactive part of the world. So there are later on parts where like the length of that like dash meter thing, the, the dash laser, I guess you would call it. You know that impacts like how you can get around and uh, bounce off of things. Uh, there's parts where you like uh, you get into levels and you like you pick up a certain item. And it will make all of these other uh, platforms, I guess, bubbles, mm. I guess, whatever you want to call them, up here that you couldn't see. So you kind of work your way backwards through the level on a completely different route. Uh, and it just introduces a lot of cool little mechanics just very naturally and all just communicated visually. Seems like a game with no HUD. I assume there's not, there's not like inventory Basically, or there, something. There like... is, like when you go into a level, it'll tell you like there's a certain number of collectibles that you, you can get. Oh. Uh, and then the other thing, which I don't want to spoil too much other than to like get a hint at pay attention to it, because I only saw 5% of people have the last achievement. Oh. And it's pretty funny. It's worth... I was going to say two hours. One. I don't know how many spoilers you can fit yeah. into, yeah. into two hours um, for a game like this. But um, so do you, w- when you finished it, were you, did you think that was a good length for, for what that was or... They have like four bonus levels that are a little bit more skill based. Like, like really, like okay, you've learned all this stuff. Now here are some things to like really like test your your skills with it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's fine. I, it, it apparently was at a game jam a couple of years ago, and they just kind of decided to you know finish it off. It was uh, shadow dropped at the Gorilla Collective, which is uh, when oh. I had found out about it. So it's just been sort of sitting yeah. on my back burner since. Did we count it for pets? Uh, no, because Gorilla Collective was not part of E3. It's before E3. Uh, yeah, take that, Gorilla Collective. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we had finished our betting special at that point. Oh, we might right. have recorded okay, it. Okay. Um, do you think it... Uh, wh- and what did you play it on Steam? or? Yeah, I just played it on Steam. Do you think you see it kind of making a splash? Do you think it's something... Do you want to highlight it? A because... huge splash? I don't think it's meant to make mm. a huge splash. But it's, uh, it's definitely a fun little game. It's worth the, the two hours you're put into it. It's worth a look. If you like platformers... Like yeah, it's Give it a stuff look. that gives you you know a little bit of experimenting with mechanics. Do you like platformers, Damiani? I do like platformers. Well, next time you're on these yeah. podcasts, I'm going to ask you. You played Inglet. You hit that G. It's not Inglet. Inglet. Yeah. Okay. And the levels are like all. It seems like they're all named after places in Copenhagen. So that's kind of <laughs> interesting too. It's like one of those movies you'll put it you know, that like always happens where they're like it's a map and they like put it on a dry erase thing Love and then it. they put it down on top. Love when they find so, like maps. the serial killers, the mm-hmm. circle. <gasps> He's at that church. Fear Street maps. <laughs> if you can fit in one more Fear Street reference before the podcast <laughs> is over, more. you get a cookie. I'm gonna watch it tonight, Hubie. Yes, <laughs> I am tempted. There's three movies so Third far. Third one is tonight. That's why we're really hyped. It's tonight, the final. But there's there's. 1990-something, what, 1980-something, and 1970-something? 1994, 7, 1978, and 1666. Oh, 1666. Uh, tonight. Uh-oh. Tonight. Uh-oh. I'm particularly fond of that century. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
Shucks. So six hours and I'm done? The whole? Yeah, a little okay. under. A little under. All right. I'm starting the first one tonight. I yes. Yeah. Got to go backwards. A little confusing. <laughs> this week, a copy of Super Mario 64 for the Nintendo 64 sold for $1.56 million. Yeah, is this legit? Auctioned. Is this legit? I, I don't... What's define, happening? Define legit. Define is legit. Is this a real, authentic copy of this video game? Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and, okay. Yes. You thought it was like a I don't bootleg? know. I mean, do, I, like, how, how did it go for so much? Right. Pe- oh, people, yeah. people are yeah. buying and eating bananas at museums now. So, like, I don't know. They could have opened this up and there was a banana inside. This was an actual... Well, I'll, I'll give you the highest reference of its authenticity that I possibly can. And maybe yeah. we possibly can on the planet Earth. Uh, WADA, or I think it's probably WADA, is a company that rates this kind of stuff. This was rated 9.8 out of 10, A++. plus plus. Just miss that S rank. You go, to the, you go to the Water website, it says professional video game grading finally grows up. So they're not messing, they're not messing wow. around no. over at Wada. Oh my gosh. Uh, you go to Heritage Auctions, which is the auction this was sold at, the world's largest collectibles auctioneer. So they're not messing around either. Yeah. Um, as we've learned about stock markets of video game retailers, as we have learned about Pokemon cards and baseball cards. I don't mm. know if you've been following either of those markets. Right, right, right. Which, uh, those just, which auctioner place? Sorry. Uh, Heritage Auctions. Heritage, okay. Um, people are buying things for way more than they probably should have. Maybe because they suddenly realize how much the items in their house are worth because they're spending a lot more time at home. Maybe because we all kind of went mad the last year. Like, I don't know uh, what is leading to all of this. Yeah. Maybe... You look like you might have opinions. What do you think about, before we get into the specifics of this I will cartridge, say, I love that it's Super Mario 64. That's a good... Do you think... That's a good one. Because, yeah, it's... I mean, there have been others... I mean, they're all Nintendo games, but you throw, like, Super Mario Brothers and Legend of Zelda, the original well, the NES. Thing, Zelda was just a week, like, a week before. It was, like, 880,000. Yeah. 870. Because this was the first On July million, 9th. Right? million plus, and it was a million and a half. Uh, well, the, the highest before that was 870. Yeah. The highest before that was 660 Super so Mario cool. Brothers in April of this year. So, again, it's just... Mm-hmm. We're breaking records right and left, and this is you know. I love that almost the first double. million dollar game is Mario sixty four. I just I love it. It's fun. Do you love that a Mario sixty four <laughs> game was sold for one point five mil? It's Does it just amuse you? You're like, haha, somebody had to spend all that money, or is it like something's wrong? I mean, you can do whatever you want with your yeah. money, pretty <laughs> much. You with this. made that like, money for the, for this type of stuff. Like, I, must I, be I, nice. It's not for me to like judge on that part yeah. of it. Uh, You're I, on the I, Easy Eyes podcast. Just, it's definitely for you to judge. Right I would now. really like to know all the details because this story broke while I was at my roommate's birthday party at Disneyland on Sunday, <laughs> and we were all trying to like read stuff, and we had terrible internet, and we kept seeing tweets from a bunch of different reputable people who were kind of throwing shade at this, saying this was a little bit suspect the situation. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if all the facts have been like collected, and now there's a f- like a you know a more clear picture. But uh, I'd like to know the circumstances behind it because there were some accusations that this was like inflated beyond what it should have been. Right. Yeah. Well, I think one of the questions too is that despite the you know the quality rating of this, because like, they're saying like you know like the the packaging and everything is just perfect. It's like exactly as it would have been. I think that there's still a question of like we don't really know how many of them are out there. Uh, so there could be still cases of Mario 64 that are in this same quality. Uh, and uh, my 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 friend Chris Kohler, he's been getting like interviewed by like yeah. NPR and yeah. Washington Post and everybody, and it's and, and he's trying to explain it because it's <laughs> it's a shift in the collector's market. It's a different type of collector is now 
entering the video game space. So it used to be the people that were collecting were going after the very rare, practically unknown things like the NES tournament mm -hmm. carts and things. And like We knew exactly how many of these were made. We don't know how many copies, unsealed copies of Mario 64 are left out there. Right. And so how much is it worth? It's Well, apparently it's worth whatever these people yeah. will pay for it. And, 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 and they're going more after like a comic book style thing towards like this was an important, you know, game in history mm -hmm. rather than, oh, there's just not a lot of these. And it's, you know, or this is a prototype and they've only made one of them. It belongs know. in a museum. See, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I could see Mario 64 because it was such a common game and there wasn't spe anything special about, like, the packaging behind it. So, like, I think most people weren't, like, thinking about preserving it as much as say like the sure let's say it's an ocarina of time Mordora's mask either their collector's editions the gold cartridge ones oh, or the right, holographic sure. cartridge because 20-ish years ago there were plenty of those on ebay and people back then were going through like the factory seal process like which is legit which was repackaged people knew about that stuff at least 20 years ago and you could flag something as like People be like, "This is not legit. This is legit." Just and, smell the glue. And this type of stuff was just starting out, like the rating stuff. I think a lot of people were like, "What?" Like, didn't want to deal with that, but it's right. now prevalent. So it's now finally grown up. Yeah, I have to believe, like, it's just because it's something that was so common, no one kept in that condition. Because I have to imagine, there's how many were they even claiming? How many Super Mario Six Wars at all? I don't know. Yes, they I were. Oh yeah, six, just one, uh, one of fewer than five known copies in this condition. So and at a one hundred thousand dollar asking price. Well, that's the thing yeah. is Heritage Auctions just like, oh yeah, it's totally one point five. This is one of the most rare cartridges in the world. And they were like, where are you getting information from? And they're like, WADA. And it's like, all right. So they go and ask WADA, and they're like, what? And they're like, we have a rating system, and it's just that high. Go ask Heritage Auctions. And it's like, what's happening right now? Like what? So it's yeah. all same thing with the stocks. It's just all this perceived. Because I saw people, they were like, I bought, you know. Something of pretty darn good condition, N64 original of Super that makes me happy as a collector for like three grand. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what in the world? Yeah. Like, what, what are you defining it on? Like, as a collector, like you were saying with Blood, it's a whole different people getting into this market. Are you really opening this thing up, even if, if you're even taking it out of the plastic, plastic, plastic right. seal? Well, the and one appreciating thing that's been it weird to me is that Heritage Auctions has been very bullish in terms of trying to drum up stories about this stuff mm -hmm. and trying you know like i've been getting emails about every one of these things anytime they've got a high value one that you know trying to get stories made about it so it's it's strange because this is an anonymous buyer so that immediately puts into question is like well is you know as heritage auctions just doing it themselves or they got a friend that's you know bumping up this price so that when they do the next one it will also get a high price it's you know it's, but it, it's one of those things that i don't really know a lot about that world you know i've yeah. I've, I've kind of been learning about it secondhand just over the past week or so but so what you're saying is in my in my, a, a, a certain place where i have like sealed copies of every single zelda game I could just go sell them now and like on an auction and go yeah. buy a house. No, you know, yes. have. <laughs> Maybe. Tommyani, dude. Eight hundred seventy thousand dollars. I, I really hope you have a nine point eight. Uh, yeah. Ocarina <laughs> of Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's only a seven point uh, eight. Uh, just for you, man. It can only be a seven point eight. <laughs> it was the yeah. The Zelda was nine point oh. <laughs> <laughs> too much water on it. Yeah. <laughs> too much water. And damage. they said it was an early production run. 
And so it's, it's interesting like, how many different factors there oh, are. Because I loved that's like a big part of it too. It yeah. wasn't Dude, a player's I, when choice it, one. In right. pop fiction, whenever you would get into like serial numbers, I remember the one for uh, the, yeah. the music in the fire temple in Zelda. Like you talked about like this model, this model, this model. You had to check the code and it came up. Red and, blood versus green blood. Oh, I love that stuff. It's so fun to get specific, but um, hard to get so specific that we know specifically why, um, how much it was. Uh, Heritage will claim 20% of the total purchase price from the sale of the game. The hammer price was 1.3. The buyer's premium on this lot was 20%, bringing the actual price of the buyer paid to 1.56. What's a buyer's premium? Uh, I th- just, I mean, uh, know? Oh. it's probably and, just and some access, BS It's like you have fee. to agree to this. You have to agree to this to even enter the room and start exactly. to bid on Exactly. It's this. just a straight up tax. Because tax we can't, you. it's the same thing that's yeah. happening with Steam Deck. They want, what is it? Uh, intent? So the buyer what is it? Purchase intent. Yeah. Yeah. Purchase yeah. intent. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the, uh, probably her, 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 uh, this place, Heritage. Got to remember to mention purchase intent when I talk about Patreon later, okay? Remember, I mean, we're going to work it in there somewhere. Also, Kotaku reported that someone spent $600 on a sealed Xbox 360 copy of the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Long-term investment. Oh, the same day. Nice. But you know, as as Chris said, it could have have just been as simple as like somebody with a lot of money really likes Mario sixty four. Just imagine like, oh, Skyrim is good. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. (laughs) We need Skyrim. Let's get the earliest Skyrim copies. Got to buy a sealed one now. I do have a a sealed copy of uh, what was it? Uh, Two human. (laughs) I just pictured you know. George Clooney and Brad Pitt, they finally break into the vault, you know. After the judge had ordered them to be destroyed. What? Yeah. I bought one. Uh, Apparently a buyer's premium basically is just the auction house service fee. Yeah, okay. Taking your money. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a tax. Effectively. The house always wins. Yep. Also this week, Nintendo and Edible Arrangements have teamed up. Finally. (laughs) Rainbow Road. You want some Edible Arrangements based on Rainbow Road? Perhaps the flower cup bundle? Some Mario Kart edible arrangements? I was okay with the Cold Stone crossover one. What about Tag Hewer? You know what Tag Hewer makes? Watches. Oh, t- yeah. Is it Tag Hewer or Tag Hauer? Tag Hauer? I don't know. H E U E R. I think yeah. it might be Hewer, but. How much is this? Uh, thing? They're making a Super Mario watch that costs $2,150. Nice animations on it. Looks pretty slick. But yeah, $2,000. Cyberpunk 2077 was the most downloaded game on the PlayStation 4 in June. That's amazing. Maybe not the month they were planning on, but they finally, <laughs> they got there. Uh, Ratchet was the top-selling game on PS5, nice. for reference. The Smurfs Mission Vileaf? 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 Mission Vileaf, finally teased. October 26th, PS5, Xbox Series X. Yes. Could be a good six. Next-gen Smurfs. Could be, yeah. Could be, could be a good, that's, that's the ceiling. No, I don't know. Well, it could be a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Tog Hoyer. Tog Hoyer? Oh, man, I'm going to get so many. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Oh, God. Seemed like a funny Mario joke. It seemed like a funny Mario joke. No. (laughs) (laughs) Maneater Truth Quest announced. uh, DLC, aliens shooting fire, alien beams out of his mouth. So pumped. They know what they're doing. August 31st, uh, Bravely Default Brilliant Lights, only on mobile and only in Japan. No date yet, but... New Bravely Default. Uh, right. Company of Heroes 3. Are you Company of Heroes? So I played it when it was... Th- I played the original back in the day, mm. but like 
I haven't played in a decade mm. plus, so. <laughs> uh, first in the series since 2013. Yeah. And uh, mm. just announced the pre-alpha is right now. So, like, a lot of so people cool. jumped in and were able to I, check I that out. I never so played the cool. games, but I think I did, like, a backtrack on Chris Velasco's score on Company Heroes 2 or something mm. like that. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, really good attention to detail in that franchise and just, you know, you know, speeding through the bullet list of improvements, a lot of quality of life stuff. Just a lot of Sick. stuff. I was like, ah, I bet longtime fans are stoked. The Witcher 3 is getting free DLC inspired by the Netflix show, which will manifest itself as... Hopefully a quest. Give me one quest. That's all I want. You shot that down the last time we hung out, Bloodworth. Yep. You think it's just going to be like a shirt, right? Oh. What if it's Breath of the Wild style and it's a t-shirt of... Could be like a horse Henry Cavill. like an armor. Yeah. Yeah. And a horse armor. All right. <laughs> I think there will be a Henry Cavill skin. I, think I doubt that. Yeah, I no, doubt I they'll go that, that far. Because Agency will prevent it from coming out on PC. Do you think he'll come through a portal and you'll talk to him? That would be funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. I think it was just a new trailer, but Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which is their Super Smash Brothers, basically, that's coming up, was just hyping all over the place this week. I saw a lot of people talking about it people in a lot of different directions. Yeah, like, sure. people making fun memes of it. Aang is like, Cora's is uh, cool. clearly on the thing. They showed everybody in shadow, and she's got the locks, and everything. it's like, that's clearly Cora. That is a full um, lock for a group stream. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see, yeah, potentially how that does, because it's just like, you know, obviously the curiosity is about any sort of franchise you can do that with, but that seems like the time for that game. Uh, Ghostware Tokyo has been delayed to early 2022. There it is. Let it cook, right? Yeah, it felt about time. Like, we were waiting for that delay. Right. So it's no surprise. They talked about their health in the statement, Mm -hmm. so they were just like, we get to make the game we want to make, and we're all happy here, so. Totally. Let it cook. Um, I'm not sure if I have the same sentiment towards Resident Evil Reverse, (laughs) R-Everse, which has been delayed to quote-unquote 2022. Not even a month, dude. Shut it down. Not even a month. Shut it down. What what, Uh, what what bar of quality does Resident Evil R-Everse have to hit that it hasn't hit three times already? (laughs) If if this is not a complete overhaul where you completely redesign the game, I mean, if you make it more like Left 4 Dead or something... Otherwise, right. just shut it down. Just shut it down. Just you shut it down. Use funny. those resources elsewhere. What reminded me of this was I, had, I actually finally, uh, after I, uh, I beat Ratchet and Clank and Lego Builder's Journey in England, I finally put in my disc for Resident Evil Village and yeah. started last night. Yeah, nice. Um, but with the disc version, it comes with the printed code. <laughs> and I'm like, how long is that code good for? Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw, I saw this. They were, they were encouraging people to like use it. Use the code. They're yeah. like, use it so you don't have to worry about it. Like, you'll be. Oh, well, no. Yeah, it's there. oh no. Yeah. <laughs> just Sounds like there's a lot of people that don't know what's happening yeah. with that. Like, with that game, but like they just announced DLC for Village, so why don't they just shut this down and then use all those resources on that DLC? I just release a bad version of this game. It's fine. Yeah. Just let it happen. Just get it out. Just let it be what it is. Like, yeah, it's not some. Again, I, I, I don't think. And I say this as a massive fan of Resident Evil. Yeah. I don't know what Resident Evil fan is like. Please, no, no. just let it, you know. I have I have Last of Us multiplayer expectations for re-RE first. It better hit it. We'll see. Glad I played that beta now, because uh, this game's like a year away still. <laughs> <laughs> Got my fix. You played this game. It's yeah. not coming out for it. <laughs> Let's play a game! Woo! <laughs> Submitted by G the Finger. We haven't done a game in a little bit. This is games now. So we'll do for games. <laughs> From G the Finger. Not amused. 
The birth of my son can suck it. My true milestone this year is hitting 200,000 gamer score from my uh, first achievement in Symphony of the Night in 2008 to completing Mass Effect Legendary Edition on Insanity this weekend. I've taken myself down a, uh, on a trip down memory lane, and I'm taking y'all with me in a game I call Don't Stop Achieving. Rules are simple. Pick the correct answer from the responses given. Adoration and admiration. Number one. Character action games are known for their difficulty and are among my rarest achievements. Of the following achievements I've earned, which is the most rare? Complete Devil May Cry 5 on Heaven or Hell mode. Complete Ninja Gaiden 2 on Path of the Master Ninja mode. Or complete Metal Gear Rising on Revengeance difficulty with all S rankings. What is the rarest? DMC 5, Ninja Gaiden 2, or Metal Gear Rising? Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden 2. He knew what he was doing with Ninja Gaiden. It is... Devil, Devil May Cry 5 on yeah. Heaven or Hell mode. I was going to say Earned that. Earned really screwed me. 0.42% of players. <laughs> less than half of 1%. Jeez. The Master Chief Collection boasts a whopping 700 achievements and 7,000 gamer score. Of the following, which is the most commonly earned? Complete 10 missions or multiplayer matches? Complete any co-op mission on normal or above? Or kill 100 grunts? First one. Kill 100 grunts. Kill 100 grunts. Kill 100 grunts. Second. Kill 100 grunts. I'm sorry, I didn't hear Damiani's answer. Oh, okay. Are you jumping on this crazy bandwagon? No, 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 no. I want the first one. Okay. The missions. Your grunts, Isla's grunts, and what are your B? Yeah. Um, Grunts, baby. Earned by 46%. Woo! Woo! Jones tricked you, Huber. Yeah, he did. (laughs) It's uh, it's because a lot of people will just play the campaign and not multiplayer. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Xbox games may not have a platinum equivalent, but if they did, which of the following games has the highest achievement completion percentage taken from games I have platinumed? This is fun. What remains of Edith Finch? Avatar The Last Airbender, The Burning Earth, or Dead Space? Avatar. What was the first one? What remains of Edith Finch? That one. And it has the highest what? Has the highest completion, meaning over any Xbox games, people 100% of this one. There's no platinum. Okay. So they don't mark that. Specific, you just get yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, total yeah. amount of gamer Edith score. Edith Finch is a good guess. Yeah, Edith Finch. Edith Finch. Edith Finch. Edith Finch, I guess. Avatar. Avatar is it. Nice. And I'm surprised Whoa. you don't know that. You don't remember. This is an infamous yeah, yeah, gamer yeah. score. <laughs> you can get this gamer score in only 15 play this gamer score. minutes, I think, or something. <laughs> It's literally like do the tutorial and you're done. Um, for what I remember. And, and it's such a change the rules. Such a random thing, but good to have Damian here for that. Who needs bronze, silver, and gold? Let's give random numbers to our achievements. Which I of the following achievements trophies. has the highest given gamer score from those I have won? Which of the following achievements has the highest gamer score? Complete oh. every mission in Halo Reach alone on Legendary. Find the pot of gold in Band Hero. Or view ending D in Near, the 360 version. Band hero. One. Uh, th- complete every mission in Halo Reach alone on Legendary. Yeah. I'll go with the last one. I'll go with the last one. Uh, Isla takes that. Pot of gold and band hero. 490 <laughs> gamer score. Jeez. That's a lot. Who knows how easy or hard that is to do. Why not go straight 500 at that rate? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah. The math doesn't work out. It's like when you're you're rolling characters in D&D. You're like, I just, ah. mathematically, that doesn't look right, but I got to go. And five, always more kingdoms left to conquer. Of these, I have not won, which is the most rare. Acquire every item in Octopath Traveler. Receive the commendation for delivering 50 fruit fruit crates on time in Sea of Thieves. Or complete Wolfenstein II, the new Colossus, on Mindlieben difficulty. Second one. Fruit crates, that sounds so annoying. Second one, yeah. First one. 50 fruit crates. Uh, Every item in Octopath Traveler. 
you're all wrong. That's Wolfenstein the New Colossus on Mein Lieben difficulty earned by 0. 0.01. Wow. <laughs> what? Wow. That's like the heck That's like eight people. Do they mein- <laughs> Wolfenstein <laughs> is really hard. But wait, yeah, Mein Lieben? Yeah. Very hard. Mein Lieben? Mein Lieben. That I means wonder- like my favorite or my love. Is that the easiest or the hardest? Uh, I guess that's the hardest. It's got to be the hardest. It's got to be the hardest. Uh, I wonder if they added it uh, after the fact to make that percentage even I think lower. That was, I think that was an infamous uh, um, death sounds from Wolfenstein. My Leben. When they went, I don't know. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, people say it's because my Wolfenstein Leben or whatever. whatever. Oh, no, I mean, it's my on. life. That's right. Wolfenstein was one of the first franchises to have sound in it. I think on a PC. Leba. But it was like, I think that's German. What is that? Oh, voice. Yeah, voices. Yeah. That Wolfenstein franchise? Starbucks. That's a good franchise, right? Woo! I could talk about Wolfenstein for 30 seconds. Love Wolfenstein. Oh, I was like, what's happening? You failed. Wolfenstein. You failed. Huber at least said something. Damiani and Blood. I, I like Youngblood. I like Wolfenstein Youngblood. I played it with Grumbum. It was fun. Grumbum. Grumbum. Shout out. <laughs> Here we go. It was fun. It is now time for Love and Respect. Love and respect. Sounded good today, Rufus. Yeah, he sounded a little bit better. He 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 got a little got a little dust from uh, the from the the move back into the mm-hmm. studio, but he's really he's feeling. When those lights come on, he feels it. You look good in purple, Rufus. From James Davy, what's your favorite menu or start screen theme? I think Ocarina of Time intro theme is perfect and absolutely mm. stunning. Uh, that would be Castlevania '64 easily. It's funny because mine is Symphony of the Night. Wow. Yeah, the, uh, Symphony of the Night is amazing. And I don't even think it's the main menu. I think it's like when you pick your name. Or something that it's called yeah. prayer on the album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yep, one's yep, um, yep, yep, Castlevania yep. sixty four is an actual the uh, vampire playing the violin. It's yeah. so sick. Bloodborne so is really good. It was also my theme for like. Ever. I'm just gonna steal that Symphony of the Night because that is just glorious. Good one. Yeah, uh, then I'll take the a different one. one if you want to take that one. Shout out to Mass Effect. I, there's a. It's interesting because oh, I yeah, wonder yeah. what theme the Mass Effect mm-hmm. Legendary Edition is because when you go into each individual game, they have their own default, and mm-hmm. the main theme is different. So I wonder if that's from three or one, or I actually want to look that up and see what that is because I've been streaming Mass Effect One, and I just let that just that menu theme play for just a little bit because it just it sets, oh, wait, the, sets the tone. Wait a minute. Well, Halo is one, right? But also, uh, yeah, absolutely. Good, lo- good loading screen. Fucking pre, pre-patch Dragon's Dogma, baby. <laughs> Into free. That's not the menu screen, though. That's the yeah. Like, no, that's the menu. That's the intro, isn't it? Before the menu. No, you leave it sitting on the menu, and it would do it. I believe. Oh. Yeah. Shout out to Combat Evolved's loading we're talking about song. Where it's, like, it's literally saying press start. Right. Okay. That, yeah. yeah. Cause it, well, and you never hear the into free part because the intro of into free is like thirty seconds of like violins. Um, I play. I would let the Last of Us or the Last of Us, uh, the Life is Strange, main menu. I just chill out to that all mm. the time. Uh, before the storm, I remember that one. Just has this really good jam in the background. It's like at the park, the wind is blowing. It's really nice. Yeah, there's so many good ones, and they even mentioned Ocarina of Time. So I will. I uh, Super Mario sixty four. Just because you can mess with Mario's face on that screen right there. Mm. It's like, yeah. 
I gave him sunglasses. It's kind of funny. Uh, I got the code like a week or so early for Spider-Man, and that theme stopped me dead in my tracks in the middle of my living room. I was like, I was literally just oh, walking good. somewhere with my PS4 controller and stopped. So like, good. oh, it's gonna be like that Insomniac. So oh, good. <laughs> I said shout that many out, times before, but oh. shout out to the DVD menu music for Die Hard. Nice. Which I've fallen asleep to and woken up in the basement <laughs> of my old house like 300 times. Nice. <laughs> I have a new number one. Oh, here we go. Max Payne. Really? Ooh. Oh my God, that jam! It's really? so it's epic. Whoa. It's like the really epic one. You know it. I don't. Do new, do new, new. It's like the piano gets really slow, then also really intense. You know it. I feel like I'm being attacked right now. You know it, Joe. <laughs> attacked by music. I <laughs> I, I probably oh, do. I just oh, can't. Dark Souls three. Oh, that was very good. We heard that a lot. I'm yeah. not, not pushing yeah. start. I don't care how good yep. this game is. It's out of control. Solid. Yep. Good. From the Muffin Man. Fun one. The current exodus from WoW to Final Fantasy XIV potentially represents a monumental shift in the industry. WoW may no longer be the king of MMOs. What are the implications that come with the destabilization of a section of the industry that has had an established hierarchy for nearly two decades? Will Blizzard be forced to make radical changes to WoW? Can Final Fantasy XIV manage to hold on to this influx of players? Will this inspire other companies to try and enter a space now that there may be a void to fill? Would love to hear your thoughts. Your thoughts? Well, <laughs> the Blizzard end is that you know uh, I, I don't know what Blizzard does at this point. I'm not the Blizzard person, so uh, this is a self-inflicted wound. <laughs> like it wasn't. I mean, 14 has always been garnering praise. A lot of people have been like saying how good it has been for a long time, and it took two back-to-back expansions from Blizzard upsetting its player base, and yeah. finally some of their long-standing veterans, their biggest influencers, to finally try out 14. And saying they love it, and there you go. So it's like this was technically sort of preventable if you know Blizzard had, I don't know, just done a better job. I guess is a nice way to put it. But I don't think it was solely on fourteen, like being like it's a great game and I love it. But like clearly, Blizzard allowed this to happen. (laughs) Uh, Okay, there's a pie in front of you of literally only people that have never played Final Fantasy XIV in their lives, but always have played WoW and have just lost it with Blizzard. They've canceled their accounts. They've uninstalled it. They're downloading Final Fantasy XIV tonight and playing it. What's the retention percentage of people that actually go... It's my game. Because I don't know. How much of WoW have you played? Like, what do you think the... We've played is that is that a shock to the we system? Got to, we got the, there's a lot, I mean, that's a bad question for me if you actually why I didn't stick with WoW. <laughs> I mean, one, it doesn't have proper controller support. If 14 didn't have controller support, I probably wouldn't be playing 14 as much as it did because I don't, well, like, I don't like mouse and keyboard. Yeah. I, it's not for me. Um, and there's some other... Smaller, Except for FTL, and, and, it's, right? and it's dated. Well, FTL is like two buttons, so it's kidding. like whatever. <laughs> Fifteen years now. I, I think I think it's I think it's gonna hold. Uh, I think it's gonna keep players around for a while. The the bit there is one barrier. It is the original A Realm Reborn. There's a whole interesting discussion we don't really need to get into right here. But for the most part, I think a lot of people will be sticking around mm-hmm. with it because of the now meme. It is now free to play up to level 60 through the second expansion of Heaven's Ward. And that's when it gets like really good. And that's where when people get there, whether by playing the game or skipping ahead to it, they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. And now all their friends are coming over and they're playing with it to the pack that the, we're at the point where 
you can't buy, I don't know if it's, if it's now, but as of recently, you could not even buy the game digitally because Square Enix had to lock out the game because right. all servers were at capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you buy it, you're on a waiting list. And it is in a low... This is like, that. dude, what a power move. Such a power I wonder if there's a backdoor shady text yeah. going on between Square Enix and Blizzard. Like, how's your waiting list going over there, Blizzard? <laughs> you know. Well, of course the, not, probably, well, but I like to think Yoshi so. Yoshi P like, loves Western RPGs, and he really likes Blizzard, and he's like looked at them for like inspiration and stuff, which is kind of interesting. But this is normally a lull period. This is like the like most inactive period in an in a, a expansion cycle of Final Fantasy XIV, wow. and it's it, it's doing this now. Yeah. So it's like, when Endwalker hits November, it's like, oh, mm. shit. Yeah. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah, because numbers are so weird, because like, oh, I know this is happening right now, but then I went on like Twitch last night, and it was like 130,000 watching WoW and like 20 watching 14. So it is weird depending if like what time of day it is, who's streaming. Like just a couple streamers right. can drive your game through the roof. Um, so it's a pretty big moment. Uh, I don't think monumental moment. I don't think monumental. It's just business, right? Yeah, I don't think monumental. I think these are the two titans of mm. the MMOs, and they they have been for a very long time. They had to cancel Titan, actually. <laughs> these, yeah, like these are the two. Oh, wow. You know, uh, MMOs are always trying to muscle in. You have like your lesser tier ones that are still big, like Elder Scrolls Online is still around, going strong. Yeah. Um, I want to see what happens when New World ent- enters the market. Well, I think at the those end of next month. I think that bouncing around happens a lot. I hear about people that try out new trials or mm-hmm. check out betas and stuff like that, or or maybe like have compared how much they played one MMO compared to uh, based on expansion content. So like, oh, I played a little bit of everything, but I just really enjoyed you know these games around this time. I hope it feels different from th- with these two games though. It really yeah. feels like whoa that you know those players going to that game mm-hmm. is a lot you know bigger than people switching from various multiplayer games. To me, elk. the bigger deal with all this is just another hit to Blizzard mm-hmm. yet again. Like this company now is just on the ropes. Like I, I I and I don't just speak for just myself. You know the allies in general. Like you ask us a couple years ago and we love blizzard we champion blizzard we cannot wait for these games and now the excitement is in the negatives where their announcements are going to be met with you know skepticism and and like no wait and see versus them you know again just years ago announcing anything and it's like a huge deal so to me that's the bigger story amid amid all this because like like you said damiani 14 has been killing it for a while but uh, obviously the big influx of players is, is big, too. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Nickelodeon just like had a really nice week with their new Smash Brothers game. Rahul Masal wants to know if we have any other, and I believe we've talked about this somewhat recently. I just want to get an official list here of other franchises we think are big enough for brawls. I'm thinking about Sony lately because people were talking about PlayStation like, All Stars. Just the whole vibe of PlayStation All Stars. Just that you know, like a brawl game or just like a fighter with everyone in it. A fighter with everyone in it. It doesn't oh, have to be specifically Cap- brawl esque, but Capcom can do their own. Yeah, and Square, oh, ne- and Square so Enix like could do their not own. Nick, yeah. Not yeah. something for Nickelodeon. Not like yeah. a missing Those are character. Right. Capcom and Smash Square Bros. Enix. style right. game. Yeah, yeah. S- similar to how Nickelodeon has been doing it. Square Enix still. Yeah. Smash yeah. Souls. Capcom is a, yeah, pretty easy one. <laughs> That's a really good one, though. Um. Sorry, broken record. Star Wars every time. Every time Star Wars. No, every time. One Star oh, Wars yeah. fighting game since 1975. One Star Wars. Fight- a brawl okay. style Star Wars <laughs> game. Jabba the Hutt. Let's go. Yes, dude. Wow. Jabba the Hutt Final Smash. Slither. What's yes, that going to be? Slither around. 
from JG. Also, recently Nickelodeon announced their own Smash-like fighting game. The game will have rollback netcode, and from looking at the trailer, it seems pretty fun. I definitely saw some fun memes and hype on the internet for the game recently. My question to you all is, who would you want to be in this game the most? What should their hypothetical final Smash be? If Carl from Jimmy Neutron isn't in it, I will riot. Uh, I saw some people shouting for, uh, like, all, it, all that? Was it all that? Was that like their SNL? Yes. And they were like all the people on the like the oh, most famous yeah, meme dude. characters Keenan, from that being fighters. <laughs> or like summons. Maybe you just have one cast member and then they can bring in a bunch of other people. Uh, uh, Drake and Josh. I want Mark Summers. Mm. Yo. Mark Summers. <laughs> oh, I dude. saw Mark Summers on vacation and my dad went up to him and he goes, are you Mark Summers? And he goes, Yes, I am. <laughs> that was it. That was the encounter. Mark Summers hosted a show <laughs> called Unwrapped, I think, on Food Network. Yeah, I think That so. went into, like, how candy is packaged. Sick. Glued to my television every time. It's fascinating. <laughs> Love you the know. man. Can you play us? making chocolates. Like, yes. Can you play as Olmec? Probably not. He should definitely be a stage. Definitely yeah. be a stage. I oh, would love be a stage. aggro crack. Yeah, I want to be Mo. I want to be Mo oh from my Guts. Gosh. I want to be Alex Mack. Dude, we got, wait, <laughs> did Nickelodeon they still own Doug? Yes. The dog yeah. better be in there. Roger Klotz, dude. <laughs> Bruiser. Yes. <laughs> that stage better be yeah. like, oh my gosh, yes. Uh, I don't necessarily want all the parents from Rugrats, but like having Grandpa be in Rugrats I think would feel right for mm. some reason. I don't know. Yeah. He, was, he was always involved a lot more in their shenanigans than the folks were. Yeah. But uh, maybe he can summon in the parents or maybe like they were trying to help him. It's time for bets. Next week's bet, Last Stop, launches on July 22nd, the same day we record the next episode of this podcast. Uh, that is a uh, fun game about aliens and body swapping and weird stuff happening. It's how long? Dave Matthews song. How, okay. <laughs> is the Dave Matthews song in the game? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, how long will the end credits be? Michael Damiani. Three minutes. Three. Okay. Damn it, Damiani. 2.55. Oh, well, no. You want to? Ah. Diversify. I'll ah. Three minutes, 12 seconds. Ooh. Oh. Uh, Blood right there. Blood, uh, Blood went, went high. I went low. 155. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to go high after I wrote that Yo, down. Yo, fair Last. competition. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, there we go. Nice Feeling grouping. bullish. <laughs> uh, last week's bet, uh, Space Jam, a new legacy, the game, launched on July 15th. Oh, I'm so curious about this bet. Oh. I want to know right now how many channels are streaming it on Twitch. Brad Ellis bet 30. Michael Huber bet hard eight and drew hard a picture eight, of hard dice. Eight. Hard eight. <laughs> hard eight. Remember that? I'll Hink bet three and I bet 44. I was really hoping. Yo, we should have a triple for some success. Up, uh, next I just Mike and Mike. It and nothing came up. Hang on. We should play Space Jam. <laughs> hey, all right. Don't be that cocky, all right? Okay. Five channels are streaming right now, okay? <laughs> so it's not nothing. Nice. How many did Huber say? Eight. I yeah, three. I know if Huber said oh, seven, you both would have won. You would have been right in the middle. Wait, are you, oh, yeah, it's two way. Uh, but that it's is five, closer at five. Ah. That is closer to Isla. So nice. You said six. Sorry. Sorry. Take it down. It's still our team. Sorry, Enforcer. Yeah. Bringing our scores too. Jovial Penguin seventeen. Ah, quote, dear. Where'd my damn quote link go? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Windows update. Why? No, it's just, Chrome changed it. Oh. Chrome update. Vociferous Beavers, 13. I nom, 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 nom. Boy, I sure get a lot of heat for making mistakes on this podcast. Putting ads in front of Patreon videos where there shouldn't be ads. Nobody mm. ever gives Isla heat mm. for forgetting her penguin quote. It's discretionary. Or Damiani. Man? Well, 
I'm not in front of a thing anymore, so I can't look it up. Like in the ten minutes before we're about to get here, I'm like, oh yeah, I should get a quote ready. Yo, play Streets of Rage Four, play that <laughs> DLC. It's so good. Oh my goodness. How about this? I think penguins are cute. Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> okay. Good. Good quote. Let me tell you about Patreon.com/slash/EasyAllies and purchase intent. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to have purchase intent to go over to patreon.com slash the eyes because we got a lot of fun content over there, a lot of fun updates and stuff that's going on with the business. We are primarily supported on patreon.com slash the eyes. It is a massive chunk of uh, our operating costs every single month. We grow with Patreon. So if you want to see Easy Allies grow, if you enjoyed this show, if you want to check out other content that we do, or if you want to help us make more, patreon.com slash easy allies, easy allies, easy. You can get this podcast two days early on Fridays instead of Sundays, if you would like to, the day after we record it for just five bucks. And you can be a part of Love and Respect uh, and a lot of other fun things that we do on this podcast here and there. Our shout-out tier is the very top tier that we have on patreon.com slash easyallies. We like to shout them out on as many shows as we can, and we will shout them out thusly. I will go, then all of you will go after me. Shout-out to Blue, Caleb Togi Crawford, Dave McKilligan, Edsger, so I'm a spider, so what? Elphanis, Esdokal, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, and Nick. Shout, Shout out. out. Shout, Shout out. out. Isla, you won the podcast. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Shoot, I don't know. Uh... Elise and I reunited and did mandatory update again, Woo. so please watch that. And Jones was on it, and he did uh, Phil Spencer, and it was really funny. Uh, you meant to say we got Phil Spencer, and it was a good get. Huh? <laughs> Phil Spencer came in the studio. We're back in the studio. You guys Spencer, look so everybody. similar. I thought it was you doing a bit, but it was actually <laughs> him, I guess. Okay. Um, very nice guy. Uh, very weird guy. Very giving. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I didn't disagree with anything. Uh, I'll just say like stay healthy. Um, good night and good game. Bye. We're talking Steam games, so sixty-four gigs ain't gonna get you nothing. Yeah. Shut it down. Shut it down.